Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here and welcome to my Show Me The Science podcast. Now, this week I came across a very interesting piece. People have asked me, where do you get your ideas from? Well, I'm always looking. You know, I'm looking at the literature. I'm looking at publications coming out. I am looking at some stuff in the press because they pick up on things, don't they? And I'm sort of quoting from some of these press reports as well. I think there's some of Popular Science, by the way, which is a great site to follow on Twitter. In fact, one week I might do the best science sites to follow on Twitter. And Popular Science is superb. and it's all, It reports on discoveries. And that's where I came across this paper reported in Popular Science, which I then read myself. It's a paper in the Proceeding of the National Academy of Sciences, a very eminent journal, and guess what it's about? The Science of Luck, L-U-C-K, Luck. And we're going to talk about the science of luck. Does luck really exist? What is it? Of course, if you're a scientist, you shouldn't really be superstitious, let's face it, because us scientists are meant to be empirical and looking for evidence, but I must admit myself to being superstitious occasionally. So is there a basis for luck? And guess what there is? I'm going to give you what this paper is about, because it struck me as very interesting. And then I'm going to talk about a couple of other things. I then dug into luck a bit, and I've done a bit of research into it, and I've kind of found out some very interesting things. Now, of course, Siobhan, who's recording me today, her cousin's wife is lucky, because she was involved in two big wins. And some people do seem to be lucky. They have a bit more luck in life. And again, I'm going to talk about what the basis for that is. Now, when it comes down to luck, it's kind of about probabilities. How likely is it that you're going to win something, say? And let's say you win the lotto. Does that mean you're lucky? You have to say that person is lucky if they win millions, don't you? Know? But the chances of winning the lotto are extremely slim. But then strangely, you might get a person who's won it two or three times. And they appear to be lucky. But that's just probabilities. And things are random. And things happen extremely randomly in life. And the great example, which was in this paper in PNES, was the coin toss test, right? Now, if I toss a coin ten times and it's heads every time, what are the chances of the 11th toss being tails? I bet you're going to say it's higher, are you? Each time you toss the coin is independent. So there's a 50-50 chance every time you toss the coin of being heads, say, right? So therefore you could then have someone tossing a coin 100 times and it's heads every time. They are statistically independent events each time you toss the coin. Now the reason for this is the way you flick it from your thumb from sort of go to go will be slightly different. The coin is sitting differently on your thumb. The strength of the flick is different. Now if a machine did it, right, a really accurate robot, say, and you place the coin precisely and you flick it with the same force, it would come up heads all the time more than likely because there's less variables in the action of casting the coin and it's actually all about variables is what statisticians talk about so it's a 50-50 chance every time but still again and I would have thought this myself if you get 100 heads surely the next one's going to be tails and you might put money on that and gamble that the next one is more than likely going to be tails after 100 heads but it's not there's no increased chance of it being tails at all it's called the gambler's fallacy by the way that you would say oh it's bound to be tails next time because it's been heads for 10 times now why does this gambler's fallacy exist but again the paper goes into it it turns out our brains are built to think like this so for some reason we prefer variability us humans we're more comfortable if things are changing so therefore if it's been heads a lot your brain is going oh it's got to be tails next you know because we like things to change why would that be we they don't really know and they talk about this in the paper the brain is set up to expect variability it could be about survival. So for example, if you're walking down a path in a forest and it's the same path and every day you walk down it, right? You're kind of expecting something to happen a bit differently the next time. Partly because maybe a bear will jump out and eat you, so you better get ready for it. So your brain is anticipating variability all the time. Hence you might think 10 heads, the next one's gonna be tails because of variability. So we're built in 
to having this kind of um, sense of variability and that's what that paper describes. Uh, it also goes into a thing called wishful thinking. We're hoping it's going to be tails because we're putting money on it, aren't we? And we think we might gamble and we, we're us humans who are inclined to have a lot of wishful thinking and maybe that helps us survive. So in other words, if it's lashing rain and you're on holidays, your wishful thinking is it's going to won't be raining tomorrow and the sun will come out, you know. So we're inclined to lean towards, again, variability, towards a more optimistic outcome because we're miserable over something, you see. So it could be tied into this sense of, of wishful thinking. And, and again, that's discussed as well. So it's this tendency towards expecting variability in the context of the gambler's fallacy is what this was about, right? So in other words, the, the luck part, again, comes into probabilities. And if you're lucky, maybe it will be tails after having 10 heads. And you go, oh, no, I was lucky because I won money on that, you know. And we're, we're driven towards that kind of sense of, of hoping for luck. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, though, is what about superstitions? So if you cross your fingers, does that make you luckier? Uh, if you knock on wood, a famous one, that might work as well. Well, I guess what science does suggest that some of these things work. Now, how could that be? How could crossing your fingers increase the chance of a good outcome? In other words, getting lucky when you throw a dice or whatever it might be, whatever it might be, you know, whatever the example might be. A study was done, get this, with golf balls. And they gave golfers a ball, a golf ball, and they said, now, this is a lucky golf ball. And the golfer played with that one. And then in the next round, they gave them another golf ball and said, this is not a lucky golf ball. Now, what happened? Well, strikingly, performance was better with the lucky golf ball. Now, how can that be? a bit of a mystery and of course the golfer would go oh give me my lucky golf ball because I'm going to play better next time with this ball now the golf balls were the same it was the same golf ball right it was just said the person who was doing the experiment said this one's lucky and then pretended it was a different golf ball but it wasn't that was very, that's well controlled and of course I often talk about controls and experiments there was no point in giving a different golf ball because maybe there was something different about the golf ball but this was the same golf ball golfers might say oh you're knocking the golf ball around the course and it changed but overall it's not a bad experiment to do now uh, why would this be and um, the second example is a lucky charm and very often people carry with them something that brings them luck you know now, it turns out that it's to do with positive thinking. Because if you think something is bringing you a bit of luck, then you might perform better, you see. And maybe the round of golf is better because you have your lucky golf ball or your lucky charm is in your pocket or whatever it might be. So it's increased performance. And in the case of the lucky charm, they got people to carry these lucky charms and they got them to try and solve anagrams, which are word puzzles. They People did better if they had the lucky charm. Isn't that amazing? So it seems to be to do with you know, performance and also persistence. They talk about this as well. You'll keep trying if you have your lucky charm and your lucky golf ball, maybe you'll try a bit harder. So it's about persistence and that might be the reason why there's enhanced performance. There's also the notion of empowerment they talk about. You feel more empowered if you have your lucky charm in your pocket or you're playing with your lucky golf ball. A great phrase for this, of course, is in America, and a good American friend of mine, and, and she would say before a game of hockey, the coach would go, get your game face on. That's a phrase that we would know. And again, that's a bit like empowerment, isn't it? So instead of getting your game face on, here's a lucky charm, go out and play the game, or whatever it might be. Or maybe you have a superstition as you walk on the pitch, you might touch the barrier. Many, many sports people have these um, superstitions. And again, it seems to focus the mind, and then maybe they can perform better. So it's not so much a charm bringing you luck or superstitions working, it could be to do with empowerment and performance. Now, the other thing that I came across that I thought was fascinating was, is there a difference between Siobhan's cousin's wife and someone who hasn't won any lotto or whatever it might be that she's won, you know? Is there a difference between lucky and unlucky people? Well, again, an experiment was done on this, and they got people to read a page in a newspaper. 
And the scientists had put in the page the following sentence. Tell the experimenter you've seen this and you win £250. That, that was written into the paper, right? Now, people who said they were lucky at the start of the experiment, do you feel lucky? There's a phrase from that movie, right? What was it, Dirty Harry? Uh, do you feel lucky? If they said they felt lucky, they were more likely to see the words. Isn't that incredible? Unlucky people who said, ah, oh, no, I'm not very lucky, were less likely to read out the sentence. Now, isn't that wild? Now, again, you've got to be careful with these psychology experiments because sometimes they're, they're badly done and badly controlled and there have been issues with reproducing them. But this seemed to be a pretty robust study. Why would this be? They think the people who said they felt unlucky were inclined to be more anxious, whereas lucky people were more likely to take chances and go for it and go for new experiences. So the person who said they were lucky was reading the page, saw the sentence and immediately said, oh, look, I, I won £250. The person who said they were unlucky might have said, oh, can that be right? I'm not going to read it out. There's a catch here somewhere, you know. So strangely, that saying your lucky thing is to do with confidence. And confidence, of course, brings more success. So there does seem to be then people who would be luckier than others, but it's probably down to that level of confidence and an overall level of anxiety. And people with more anxiety are inclined to feel unlucky. And of course, the advice, again, is the power of positive thinking. Try and break through that and say, look, I feel lucky today. When you get up in the morning, say, today's going to be a good day. I'm lucky, you know. And then, then, then the day might go better for you. Because again, you're going to be more positive in your behaviour that day. It's quite an interesting experiment. And then there's the, the idea of serendipity. Now, that's the word, the fancy word that we use for luck in a way. So things happen randomly and you might stumble into something serendipitously. Much of science can be like that, actually. We often make a discovery and it's a serendipitous thing. So let's say I go to a conference and just by chance, and again, luck comes into it, I happen to be having a conversation with another scientist and that scientist says something to me and I go, oh, that's interesting. And I find it interesting because I'd read that paper yesterday and met the person by chance, you know. So a serendipitous finding can happen in science because things click into place a bit randomly and then you make the advance. And through my career, in fact, a lot of it's like that, a lot of it's serendipitous, just the right place, the right time kind of thing, you know. And serendipity does seem to exist. And of course, you know, the, the big question is how would it work? If you're a bit lucky and a bit positive, you're inclined to be out there more, you're going to come across more people, maybe go to the conference. Maybe go to the coffee break and start talking to people. So again, that serendipitous thing could be tied into this notion of confidence. And look, you might be going to more places, travelling around more, for example. Uh, less likely to follow routine is a big one. Because if you're in a routine, you're less likely to bump into the thing that might bring you fortune, say, or luck, or whatever it might be, you know. So if I didn't go to the conference and I'm in my routine in my, my lab all the time without meeting people, then the serendipitous stuff doesn't happen. So it is about behaviour, partly, you see, which is another interesting thing. And of course, you get the great phrase there is people make their own luck that we're all aware of. And in a way, that's what this is about, kind of, I guess. Uh, and good luck and good mood correlate. The studies showing that the people who are inclined to say they're lucky are inclined to have better mental health, which is another thing to remember. And you can enhance this, as I say, by the, by the power of positive thinking. So if you have a positive go-getter attitude, right, you appear to be lucky because things happen that are good, you know, in a way. So, so rather than being, you know, somehow the gods giving you this luck thing, it's actually about your own behaviour and your own attitude is the key thing. And then the other thing that I've come across is lucky things like lucky numbers. So seven is a lucky number in Christian sort of philosophy and Christian cultures. It's eight in China. Now, strangely, this kind of works out. There are studies showing that, you know, if you pick the number seven, it might come up more. Whereas Chinese people say eight comes up more. Can that be true? Very unlikely. Why would eight be a lucky number in China? 
and seven a lucky number in Ireland. That seems most unlikely, doesn't it? And there's no evidence that that's the case. But again, these things are random, aren't they? And they're picked by different cultures for various reasons, I guess. And then the last thing I want to tell you is some great phrases about luck, which I came across as well. Louis Pasteur, that great scientist, French scientist who discovered loads of vaccines, discovered pasteurization, a really important thing. He said, chance favors the prepared mind. Now, of course, that's annoying, isn't it? You've got to keep working, haven't you? And then you'll stumble into things and you realise the opportunity. But chance does favour their preferred mind. A guy called Ray Shea, whoever he might be, I don't know, or if it's, if it's whoever it might be, said, depend on the rabbit's foot if you will, but remember it didn't work for the rabbit. Isn't that a strange one? Another phrase that came across is, the only sure thing about luck is it will change. And that's very important as a message. You might be having a bad day. You might have had a bad week. You might have had a bad year. But it will change. Luck always changes because it's so random. So there's always grounds for things changing and things getting a bit better because that's the, that's the one sure thing about luck. It will change. And then golfer Gary Player, and I'm sure you've heard this as well, famously said, he, someone said to some interviewer, said to him, God, you're very lucky, Gary. You managed to get that hole in one or you managed to get that fantastic long putt. And he said, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is, he says, the harder I practice, the luckier I get. And isn't that so true? So bottom line, there's no such thing as luck, actually. It's about probabilities, our perception of probabilities, and then our overall attitude and our mental state can be good for us and can mean that we have an easier track through things, uh, whatever it might be, rather than luck being bestowed on us. So remember, you're in control of your own destiny when it comes to luck. So there you have it, the science of luck. I hope you enjoy that one. Thanks very much for listening. And of course, my podcast is a News Talk production and it's available for download every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. And thanks very much for listening.